Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Joypad Meganless Podcast. The Joypad Sausage Cast. <laughs> oh, it's true, sadly. Yes, there is no Megan tonight, but with me as always is Tom and Mr. Michael Pinto. I am one of the other hosts, Mr. Michael Fleming. And before I get too confused because I'm wearing new headphones and I can barely hear myself, which is very new for me, I'm going to turn it to Mr. Michael Pinto. So hopefully I'm not screaming. You please confirm that. Uh, how are you doing? What are you drinking? And what games have you been playing? Can confirm you are not screaming. Good to know. I'm doing well. Can't confirm you are. Oh, no. <laughs> we, need a, we need another opinion. Megan! <laughs> I'm good. I'm drinking just some water tonight. The holidays have passed. I didn't gain that much weight. I didn't gain any weight, actually, which is kind of my goal, you know, trying to trying to lose the weight, not gain it, which I think most people are doing. But I have found myself drinking more soda recently, so I'm trying to get rid of that and just get back to the water. I have not been playing too, too many games because, again, holidays and there were people visiting and... My niece was here, and she wants to play video games. That's always a fun experience. She wants to play Mario Kart, and I'm like, okay, no mercy. Don't care. She's five. But, again, she's five. So she's like, you won! And I'm like, yeah, I did. She's like, oh, I got 12th. And I'm like, yeah, you did. <laughs> so that's usually how that goes. Uh, we played a lot of Mario Maker 2, Super Mario Maker 2, with four people. And that game is chaotic be the best word to describe it even playing super mario bros wii when you had four people four people on one screen in a platforming game is very difficult which we all know as pro players of ultimate chicken horse <laughs> we are pros it's true uh but i really think that's been about it i played some resident evil 4 i'm almost done with that uh the remake comes out i believe in march so i'm glad i'm done with the original looking forward to the remake and because megan's not here and i know she would mention it uh the dead space remake comes out at the end of this month and i am very excited for that but i think that's about it for me oh and spelunky still trying to still trying to beat that game and i don't know if it's ever gonna happen it's just play just play two no just do it i can't i gotta beat spelunky one first you already bought it. I did. But, don't uh, don't Spelunky, tether yourself to the chains of futility. Spelunky 2 is going to be a multiplayer game. We're all going to play that together, and it'll be even worse. Well, I'm also not going to have it beaten at that point, so... Yeah, well. At least I'll be better than you guys, because I've sunk, like, hundreds of hours into Spelunky 1, even though I haven't beaten it. This is true. That's about it for me, so I'll throw it to you, Thompson. How are you doing? What are you drinking? What have you been playing, etc.? How's the uh, the new crack habit going? <laughs> so uh, I'll I'll get to that in a second. Uh, I'm doing all right. I'm drinking some tea. Still have the cough. Uh, Cause Merry Christmas to me. Uh, as far as the crack habit goes, I have not opened it yet because I don't want to start it. I forget if we talked about this on the podcast before or not. My mother bought me Warhammer 40k figures for Christmas. And as I said to you guys in a group chat, um, you can't expect me to go down solo. It's a group habit. So <laughs> uh, I'm bringing you all down with me. But yeah, we haven't gotten together, so we haven't gotten a chance to... to start any of that but one of these days in this sparkling new year of 2023 
we will all become Warhammer heads, uh, which actually sounds pretty cool. Warhammer heads, new band name. That's our uh, that's our the... third new band that we've come up with in the past twenty four hours. <laughs> yep. Uh, what was what were the other ones? Uh, Sploink and Electric Mary. It was Squonk actually. Squonk, Squonk. and Electric Mary. Squonk. Yep. So you heard it here first. Uh, those are taken. Uh, it, as far as uh, video gaming goes. I played a number of different games. I played a little bit of War Selection. I got to like the last three people in a free-for-all, and then two people decided to gang up on me in Industrial Age. While one guy was already getting attacked, he decided to declare a ceasefire with the other guy, and both of them came after me, which was stupid. APCs, surprisingly good at the beginning of the Industrial Age, and I did not know that, so I got wrecked. Which happens. I'm not very good at RTS games. We were just talking about that, but it's true. Uh, but I do I do enjoy from time to time. So uh, I did that, played some Madden, played some Pokemon. There was that Cinderace raid recently, so I got carried by some guy that brought a psychic chicken in and did like a one-shot move, and I was like, okay, cool. I don't understand why this is so hard in a game for children, but whatever. So uh, I got that guy, and I also got uh, the... I think score bunny is the level one version and like a wonder trade people will beat the raids breed them to try and get shinies and just trade them out which is great um same thing happened with charizard so i have both of those and then i just stopped playing pokemon again immediately after i uh beat that raid and, and got that Pokemon. It's at that kind of level right now where it's like, play a really hard thing, beat it, and then stop, because there's nothing else to do. <laughs> um, but that's fine. It's it's a good game. It's just trying to like draw more life out of itself. Um, I played a little bit of uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses, which I beat a while ago, but I started on the Dimitri path, and I'm further into that but that was fun for a minute didn't play a whole lot of it though played a good amount of madden uh as usual uh and i actually broke out my oculus the other day um and played a couple games i played uh smash drums which i have but they built a new mode to it which makes it more like uh rock band which is a lot more familiar it used to be that you just have these like drum shapes flying towards you and you'd have to hit them in time and it was really kind of hard to do. Uh, but the new one is basically set up with the grid that you know and love from Rock Band and it makes it a lot easier, uh, which is cool. And then the other one, uh, which I'm not too ashamed to admit, I saw a commercial for a VR game called Poker Stars VR. And I was like, I enjoy gambling. <laughs> Let me see what this is like. So basically, if you like playing like gambling table games, you can just do that for free in VR, which is pretty cool. It has it has like that kind of gotcha mechanic where you have to like spin every you can spin every eight hours to get free money, or if you run out, you can buy some. But they give you so much that if you're a reasonable person, you would never need to buy some, which is fine. Uh, I actually think it's pretty good because if you want to play that kind of game, it saves you from spending like way more money at a casino so um and it's actually pretty good for what it is although i will say uh for a game that's supposed to only be for 18 plus there are a lot of children in there and there's a lot of smoking in that game so you just have a random child show up next to you in like a craps table smoking and be like i don't know 
Oh, where are the cigars at? Is there voice chat? <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. Oh, boy. It's, it's very voice chat. Yeah. And this kid's just going like, where are the cigars? Oh, man, I just lost all my money. I'm going broke. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Get out of here, Morty. <laughs> go go to school. Oh, jeez. I just lost all my money. Oh, jeez. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. And it's so obvious, man. It's just, it's so bad. But it, it is pretty entertaining. Um, and my favorite thing, too, is you can just throw shit all the time. So, like, if you have, like, a bad hand of blackjack, you can just spawn in, like, a mug of coffee and just throw it across the table. And then as soon as it's done crossing the table, you can spawn in another one and just fucking do it again. I have a six-shooter revolver that I can just blast at cards and shit. It's stupid, but it's funny. So, I've been fucking around with that here and there. It's a... It's a good time waster. Like I'm. Oh, uh, I have one other game that I've been getting big into, but uh, I've been finding that like I enjoy having a game that I can put down whenever I want, but I don't want to kind of thing. And that kind of game is is easy to do that with. The other big one was I did a lot of Crusader Kings, so I started the Iberian Struggle, which is kind of cool. It has different like event parameters and. Uh, I just started beating everybody's ass out of Spain so that uh, I would reign supreme. So, that was fun. So, with that, Senor Pinto, appropriate since I was just talking about the uh, Iberian struggle, uh, I throw it back to you. How you doing? What have I you been went playing? already. It's Fleming's turn. Ah, oh, man. Oh, what? Fleming! It was me! It was I... you! It was me! I'm sorry. Nice try. I'm still drunk on holiday cheer. That's fine, man. And and the mirth of children in environments they shouldn't be in. Yes, indeed. Well, if I may go, if that's all right no, with you. No, it's not all right. All right. I didn't, I didn't say it. All right, so, so let me talk we have a about topic what I was playing <laughs> again. Uh, so, we're yeah. playing some Spelunky. <laughs> no. No, I will go, uh, and I will say that tonight I am drinking an orange LaCroix. Uh, as well as water when I finished the Orange LaCroix. And that's because I really wanted a Mango Tom Collins the other day. And uh, my friend Tom was not around to serve me one. So I found Orange LaCroix in my house. And I was like, I'm drinking this. So I've been drinking a lot of them recently. Past, me too. Like, couple, I have some couple fridge, so Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Not, not as good as a, a Tom Collins, but close enough, I guess. Kind of. Not really. Anyway, uh, games. Let's see. I received some games from our good gaming friend. Uh, I'll describe him as Gaming Daddy. He sent us over some games. Thank you so much, sir. Greatly appreciate it, as always. I received um, Spider-Man Miles Morales, which I hadn't played yet. And I talked about multiple times playing through the others. So I actually finished that like a week and a half ago now. Like I finished it really quick because the game was like four hours long. I swear to God. It's a small game. It is a very small game, and since I had just played Spider-Man and had been playing Spider-Man again through the hardest difficulty, I was like, this is going to be really easy, I think. And I, I knew, like you said, the game was short, and it was so stupidly short. And at one point, you're fighting your friend. Uh, I'll just leave it as that. And um, she says, like, why are you still fighting? And he goes, because I'm Spider-Man. And I was just like, oh, God. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, like that that kind of text where like for some reason the writers like 
you know, this is such a empowered moment in like a a moment he truly becomes his own Spider-Man. And it's just like, no, no, it doesn't work. Don't do that. But yeah, it was it was an okay game. I didn't. It was it felt like a DLC, and I was reading online that a lot of people said it basically was like a DLC because they wanted to focus on the next game they plan to put out or something. But I don't know. I also received from again from our gaming daddy, a gaming friend. Uh, I received um, Uncharted, which I haven't started yet, but I plan to play through that. Uncharted's cool. Yeah, I've heard it's really good, and I had it on my wish list, and it it came to me in my email. So is that the uh, the bundle? I don't know. Like one through three, <laughs> or is it? Like- I think it's just the first. <clears throat> I don't know, honestly. Okay. I have so, not opened it. Oh, oh, oh well, it's the Legacy of Thieves collection, so I believe it's one through three, right? Oh, it might be even more than that, yeah. I don't know. Uh, a long time ago, they did like a remaster, so that's yeah. where I kind of got into it. It was like one through three, and then four was a standalone yeah. game at that point. Yeah. It is uh, 124 gigabytes, so that's going to be fun to download. It's a lot of ge- well, it's it's that many games as well. Yeah, if it's <laughs> multiple games, it makes sense. But wow, that's a lot. Yeah, I think it's like that remaster of it, and I never played it um, all the way through, so it was on the wish list. It came to me, and I'm going to play that next. Um, I've also been playing Hearts of Iron, and this is like a short topic, I guess. So I'll just quickly touch on this. I was considering playing it again, and I was like, ah, I don't really want to play just like the base game. And Crusader Kings, I don't think, has gone through this yet, um, or doesn't have this exactly, but in a lot of Paradox games, uh, you have a lot of um, DLCs and other things that they put out, and, like, it's dozens of them, and they all cost, like, 20 bucks. And I'm looking at it, and, like, I look up, like, what people recommend, like, which one you get or whatever, and, like, people are like, oh, you know, the best way to have the best experience, obviously, is to have them all, but if you can't afford them all or you don't want to do the the subscription thing they have, which is, like, 15 bucks a month or something, 10 bucks a month, I forget exactly, um, you know, then, then these are the five we'd recommend. It's, like, 100 bucks or, like, 50 bucks before you, you know, you have everything. So my topic, and, again, this is, a, again, a shortened topic, is... I looked on like G2A, for example, you could get all those DLCs for like 15 bucks total. And I'm just like looking at that cost going like Paradox is a huge company. These DLCs are not worth $15 each. And if I can get them for four each, should I do that? You know, so I'm just curious because like I know a lot of times. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Next. That's cool. Because I know a lot of people sometimes say like, oh, you use G2A and it's like, or someone like that and it you know they get their games often because of like demo like kind of things or like you know it's a, a youtuber who sold their key or something so i was just kind of curious what you guys thought you know if you know okay what or not. the key showed up somewhere i'm i'm not opposed i feel like if it's an indie developer i feel a lot worse about <laughs> yes. it yeah. but if yeah. it's uh if it's a big company like paradox where like these DLCs have been around forever and they should be marked down and they should honestly just be like base inclusions. If people are saying like the game to have like the true experience that you should just get those included. Like I'm kind of like, uh, so I was just kind of curious. If, I still think expansion packs are weird. I mean, I know the concept has been around for forever, but I still remember yeah. feeling like with Starcraft uh, and mm-hmm. then with Warcraft three, that it was strange that there was this new content that you could only get with an extra purchase for the game. Like, it felt like stuff yeah. that should have 
been there already. Well, so something like StarCraft I don't feel as bad about because usually there's like a campaign or other things coming with the next game. I, I agree with that. And, and it's almost like another piece of the game. But something like Hearts of Iron, I think Victoria 3 is going through this at this point. Um, Victoria 3 just I, came out. Yeah, it just came out, but I know a lot of people are saying the same thing, where it's like there are fundamental things that you cannot do unless yeah. you purchase this DLC. And if you don't have it, it's a shit. Not that experience. the game is. Yeah, it's a really bad experience. Yeah. Like, I, I'm trying to well, think Paradox of a, a good example. Like that, but they introduce new mechanics in the different, like, dlcs yeah. and stuff like that and that's but true that's actually kind of the case with like brood war too because yeah. like medics didn't exist in the base game of like, starcraft right. so i actually played a lot of not like vanilla starcraft back in the day uh-huh. without brood war and then as soon as i got into brood war it was completely different felt like i kind of handicapped myself <laughs> by not playing brood war as far mm-hmm. as you know the competitive aspect goes but yeah, I, I agree that, like, having something like a campaign attached to that or, like, having additional kind of, like, story hours is really kind of, like, what you need to provide. Yeah. Whereas a lot of the, like, Paradox stuff is, like, here's a new mechanic and, like, a new, like, way to play and a couple, like, new achievements or something like that. Which is, mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I'll probably still get some of that stuff. Like, whenever New Crusader Kings DLC comes out, I've played everything they've had out so far and enjoyed it to be honest um and i think it does make the game better but Mm -hmm. i also don't fault you or anyone else for being like it's overpriced i'm going to pursue other means of playing it yeah um civilization does that a lot too they have a lot of like civ packs and stuff like that Mm -hmm. where you can buy new civilizations now i think they've actually gone to more of like a free-to-play like buy dlc model um, which I was not a fan of when they started doing that, but I, I kind of did the same thing when they just kept moving to like new Civ games because I already mm-hmm. had like a fairly recent one when I had five and then they came out with six, like stuff like that. When let's be honest, Civ is like the same freaking game every time they do it. Yeah. I, don't, I, I have not enjoyed like civilization Madden. for a long time. Yeah. It's hey, like me neither. My, <laughs> my, uh, my thing is, it's just like. I, I like to buy a game, get the content that you would expect, and they can fuck off. Like, that's that's yeah. fine with me, you know, kind of thing. And if they put out a new game that has new content, great. I don't really like the fact that they're like, oh, we've put out 20 DLCs and eight of them you absolutely need to have a fun experience. And, you know, you don't want to do that. Well, then buy our, it's like 5 to $15, I forget exactly, but 5 to $15 a month. For a whole year, so it's basically like buying the game every year for that reoccurring revenue, baby, that they mm-hmm. want. And it's just like, I'm just like, I don't like, I don't like this. Like, it's just not the way I want to acquire my games. I want to have the game, and it's, it's mine. And yeah. so, so I guess you're not well, a China. you're not a big fan of those uh, day one 80 gig patches. <laughs> no, I'm. Those I'm not. Like, I don't like it, but I understand that a game, like, the game's sizes are getting so big that it kind of makes sense. And, like, if they're fixing things that are going to be critical errors, a la but Cyberpunk, for example. The game out? Well, because I guess I agree with you. We need money just, now. Money I now. I guess I agree with you just in the case of, like, if there's, like, a printed game, then it's, like, 
I understand why there's a big patch. I agree with you, though. If there's an online game, like, why isn't all that just initially included? Why does it take a day or whatever for them to fuck everything up? And then, you know, 24 hours later, you get that 80 gig patch. But I don't know, man. Game sizes have also gotten ridiculously ridiculously sized as well yeah at this point it's like 200 gigs a game it's like oh my yeah, god I, wh- yeah i so big you were just talking about uncharted i know last yeah. time we spoke i talked about mortal Kombat, which i had on my computer and it was over 100 gigs and then i wanted the, there was a patch that was like 80 gigs and i was like no i'm just gonna delete the game <laughs> yeah and like obviously hard drive space is getting a lot cheaper but hard drives take forever to load games so you really want an ssd mm-hmm. at this point yeah that's why i just bought a new that. one we talked about yeah that and like before. so you bought a four terabyte if i remember right, i did yeah correct yeah, yeah. A four terabyte so like if you start good. going 100 gigs a game you know you're gonna be out of space gone in 40 relatively games. quickly yeah. yeah yeah it's like gone in 60 seconds gone in 40 games ah yes Starring Gaming Daddy. <laughs> Starring Nick Cage as Gaming Daddy. Oh, <laughs> Nick Cage could do Gaming Daddy. <laughs> I mean, on, well, anyway. on the other side of that, I will always talk about how Stardew Valley was a very pirated game and then people felt felt bad about it. And then they're like, I want to actually pay for this game. And a lot of people did that. Minecraft is the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that, in my opinion. I think it's really, it's a trend that happened with, uh, music first. Yes. Yeah. And I think gaming is, uh, <laughs> roughly the same way. Thanks, is, Lars I, Ulrich. I don't, yeah. Fuck you, Lars Ulrich. Uh, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that though, because it's basically just saying like, I want to try before I buy, right? I don't want to commit $60 to something that I might not like. Um, and I think the, the refund opportunities that we have in um, Steam kind of help with that. But, you know, if you can't pursue that avenue or if it makes more sense, you want to try it for longer, I again, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That'd be, um, that yeah. would actually be like a really clever yet ultimate dick move to have a game that's super polished for the first 25% oh. of it and then it just goes to shit for the rest. It's like those memes where... It starts off as a really well-drawn horse, and then by the end, it's a yeah. stick figure. Just do that in game form. But by the mm. time you play past two hours, all of a sudden, it's like, well, this game's poop now. But, uh... Well, that's... Well, a lot of games actually have that happen to them, too, though, right? Well, that's like you're, a thing I, that is really that's, big in, that's like, a matter of videos, opinion. too. Like, there's a lot of, like, VHS videos that were made back in the day with... Uh, an appealing cover that's like let's say similar to indiana jones and has like the first 10 minutes are really high quality and then the rest of it is two dudes talking in a room like mm-hmm. they did that because people are going to screen the video they only watch a certain amount from the beginning looks good okay and then it sucks like but you got your foot in the door yep so as a naive child, I bought many a CD off the basis of one song, and then the rest of the album was poop. I'm looking at you, Taproot. That's why. That's why it's so important, like especially in music, to like try before you buy. Because I, I don't know about you, but I sure had a limited money pool when I was a kid, and I did the same thing. Like I had uh, Dave Grohl's Death Metal Project Probot recommended to me. 
And I was not into that <laughs> at the time. Like, but I bought it and I had no recourse for it. Like I listened to it like once or twice and I was like, I, this isn't for me. Like I would rather have Megadeth album or whatever at that time. But as you know, as the internet got better and I could kind of like pick up music over time and not, you know what I would do and mostly what I still do, I'll listen to something once or twice, whether it's on Spotify or Bandcamp or, you know, even a download in some cases. And then if I like it enough later on, I'll buy it normally on vinyl. Yep. Me. <laughs> I me think, too. um, and me too. In regards to like games, I think the two hours is good for a game like a uh, Resident Evil right. or something. It really where depends like, on the that's game. That's a story driven. But like something like a War Selection, Starcraft, any kind of RTS. You get is to like, play a game and a half of War Selection and yeah, it's like exactly. I, don't I mean know, now, man. now granted that game is free, but like what I mean is like let's say you have a terrible experience, you know, you don't understand like the the civilizations you can play as or the races you can play as and you have like dickhead teammates and you're like, I don't want to buy this. Like you would think well, that those games would want to go like 10 hours, but I think a lot of them are possibly. also transitioning to free to play at this point yeah. and then like purchase in the game. So they're finding other ways, but I know that the two hours would have worked there. I think there's a question at that decision point though, too, which is, is this the game that you want to keep playing even though you might've had a bad experience? And if the answer is yes, you're either, you're going to pursue the purchase because yeah, you want to get better and you want to play it. Um, but if the answer is no, the answer is no, and you're going to stop playing the game. <laughs> but, I mean, that's true, too, yeah. And, like, I have used the refund thing once. For Resident Evil 7. Is that what you used it for? Or? No, you said you used it for... I, I don't know if it was 7, though. No, yeah, you said one. it was... Uh, from what you explained to me about how it went, it was 7. It was first person, and you went into, like, an abandoned house, and... Yeah. yeah, that's seven. And then I was like, I like, yeah, because I think I got it like for full price, and I was just like, like, let's just say fifty bucks or whatever. And I was like, am I really gonna like? Do I really want to play this for fifty dollars? I was like, not really. I was like, I'll wait till but it goes to But if you play like, in VR, they feed you human meat. I don't. And then, I oh, got oh, fed human meat. It was terrible. <laughs> he didn't <laughs> actually barf, but I I came close. I had to take that headset off, man. Yeah, I did too, yeah. but not because of the human meat thing, just because VR makes me really barfy. <laughs> I think it was a yeah. combination because I had been walking around before then, and then they were like, "Here, gross stuff gets shoved into your face," and my brain was like, "Nope." What What yeah. really needs to happen is they need to make that like a, a full five cents experience where like that's happening and someone's there like shoving a meatball into your oh, mouth God, it was it was enough i like i get the association when i do stuff in like vr so things like that i actually kind of like feel a little bit yeah and that messed me up <laughs> doesn't that also happen in telltale the walking dead you get fed human meat? uh like, you, you do don't... get fed human meat but it, uh if if you play your cards right you don't actually eat it yeah i remember but you can eat it, and then like later on, you can like say like I ate human meat, you dickhead, or something like that. I forget the <laughs> yeah, exact line. Yeah, I think it's literally something like you it's fed like me that. my friend, because <laughs> you find the guy <laughs> upstairs with his like leg sliced off, and you're like, yeah. oh no. <laughs> yeah, I forget the line. Did you eat your parents? <laughs> and like, I'm pretty sure it comes back up in the third one as well. If you play like through the whole series or whatever, I'm pretty sure it comes up again if you eat it. Which is really gross, but I don't know. 
That's pretty funny. <laughs> those games um, were good. I liked those games. They are very yeah. good. They gave me all the feels, man. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think I've gotten a refund on Steam for anything. I was like scrolling through my library and I cannot think of any game that I've looked at and been like I had a terrible experience with this and I demand my money back or anything like that. Um I haven't either. But, but I, I also know that I have like hoarding tendencies. So like yeah, I've never I've never like traded in a game full stop. Like I've never traded a mm-hmm. game back into like GameStop or whatever. See mm-hmm. the the funny thing is, and I think we've talked about this, I used to do that a lot. And now you have but... regrets. <laughs> well, it was a function of the fact that I had no money as a kid. So it's like that was my only source of new games. Yeah, to but trade see, an old game. That that's another thing where I and pretty much everyone else on this podcast differ because I'm perfectly happy to play the same game over and over again. In many cases, I used to. Well, I hey, I do play Madden over and over and over again. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Doesn't matter if you buy the um, new one or not. You're just playing Madden over and over again. That's very very true. The only thing that changes is the rosters, um, but. Um, yeah, I, I used to play games over and over a little bit more. Again, I think as a function of the fact that I did not have many games, and if I wanted a new one, my option was to trade in what I had. Um, but yeah, generally speaking, I have a hard time like replaying the same story. It, it, it's the same reason like I have a hard time rewatching movies or rereading books, stuff like that. Well, that's okay. Different attention spans and ways to get things out of things. Yeah, I mean, I'm not much of a movie watcher anyways, but I love to reread old books too because I think a lot of times when I read a book the first time, and it's the same thing for video games, sometimes I tend to rush through. And then the second time yeah. I take my time and I'm like, oh, like how did I miss that? It should really be the other way around, but that's not how yeah. my brain works, so... Well, we, I think we've talked about this before. You're more of like a side quest skipper when you play, right? Like you're not into finding and hoarding everything. It really depends on the game. I, I'd say yes, because I almost always will go for that second playthrough. And that's when I'll be like, all right, this time I'm doing everything. Yeah, and on, on the counter, I know I'm never going to have a second playthrough, so I go for as much as I possibly can in the first. <laughs> so it probably explains a little bit. I feel like I'm in between you guys. Well, yeah, because like I, 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 I you just 100 percent did Spider Man and Miles Morales. But that <laughs> it's not that hard to. 100% no, I didn't. I didn't 100 percent Miles Morales. I like I explained in Spider Man in case anyone hasn't played it. You have a lot of missions and other kinds of like, hey, there's a robbery, go clear this robbery. But it's just fight a bunch of bad dudes and then you get a percentage increase. So I didn't bother with Miles Morales. I just wanted the story and I just got the story done. I was like, that's good enough. I'm done. Uh, yeah. I was like, going for the next game. <laughs> but um, that's the only game I've ever 100%ed that I can think of. Um, but I would say I'm in between you guys because Pinto, I think like you, like, oh, I'll come back and play it again. But then you don't. But then I don't for potentially years. Like, I, I just yeah. tell you guys the other day that I have 100% of this game before because there's just objectives every mission. But I just played a game that I played when I was like 10 years old again. Like, I went and bought the game off GOG for like six bucks and I played the whole game again. But, um, you know, I can't tell you the last time I played it before that. So, you know, it's... Um, <clears throat> It, it's it's rare for me to actually completely get everything out of a story. Um, like, I got Pokemon Sword and Shield, and I never got through the whole, like, 
extra side quests and things you could I do. Even I gone just through played the whole through game, the storyline. So. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I but, got pretty far in like Shining Pearl, and I never beat it. Yeah, so, I mean that's that kind of happens to me with Pokemon games sometimes. Like, because there's just, a new one every like two months. Yeah, all that too. <laughs> but I mean, like, you just get to a certain point and just put it down. Just like, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. it's fine. I'm good. Um, I will say I replayed the Pokemon trading card game for Game Boy Color? Question mark. Yes, that game was hard, man. It was hard, but it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it definitely scratched my uh, my collectibles and gambling itch because you would get those packs and open them up. I'm still amazed that you wanted. I'm still amazed that game exists, man. Yeah. Here's a video a game sequel. based on a trading card game. Like, Yu-Gi-Oh! is different because maybe it's not. I don't know. It just feels really weird that, that you're that you're playing a video game, but you're playing a card game. <laughs> it's weird. It's, it's, it's like, fine. Uh, it's fine. Magic it's the weird. Gathering. Magic's gone online quite heavily. Yeah, but, but that's like... It's there's not, there's there's not like, like a story, story based... Yeah, like a story yeah, to the Pokemon trading card game. It was yeah. basically like if you took Pokemon and instead of actually Pokemon, you just played cards against everybody. Mm-hmm. Which is bizarre but also great <laughs> i mean all... and like i don't remember how to play pokemon cards but if i wanted to learn i'd just go back and play that game yeah shit was amazing i i mean about uh i'd say like 40 percent of my gameplay time of final fantasy 8 is spent playing triple triad so like as it should be you know <laughs> I, I don't know if if but, there's nope. if there's a good Mini game in a game, woo baby! It's not like Pazak in fucking Knights oh, of the Old Republic, yeah. or or um, Tetra Master in Final Fantasy IX or Blitzball. I know that's coming. I love Blitzball. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, it in eight though. Like, I don't know if you had the same predicament, Pinto. Like, there was that card mod ability where you could convert the cards into precious materials, but then you lose the card. Yeah, exactly. I could never fucking do it because I had to have the card. Yep. That was another thing where like you needed to have a walkthrough. Because... Oh yeah, the the rules spread differently. Like yeah, if you... well, how how are you supposed to know who, who all these people were that had the thing? And if you had like eight thousand cards and the random rule got spread, fuck that man. Just restart the entire game. <laughs> yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> I know a lot of people. That will, especially RPGs, and I think it mostly pertains to RPGs, they'll get very close to the end of the game and then not beat it because they don't want it to be over. Is that, that's you, Tom? I used to do that a lot. Yeah. The only reason I do that is if you can't play after you beat the game. So A like, lot of RPGs were were like that. <laughs> Maybe not so much. Well, again. here's a here's a great example of of one I would say um Final Fantasy 7, right? You I wanted to use like Knights of the Round against Sephiroth. Like that was something I really wanted to do, but to get Knights of the Round, you had to get a golden chocobo and then go to like the little tiny island or whatever that you couldn't land your airship on. Uh and that was a big process, you know, you had to go through. So, that's an example of a game where I like intentionally did not beat the game for a while. Because I wanted to do those other side missions. I I would say for me, the problem is probably more of like not being able to beat the final boss because I was actually trying to have fun and not min-maxing my party. So like, I don't think I've ever actually beaten Final Fantasy VI, 
because I <laughs> had like four characters that I used the whole and time. And then at the end, and you have to split your party up into four yeah. different teams, and you've got four super strong characters, and then eight who are like have leukemia. Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Shout out leukemia. Uh, <laughs> cures are on the way. Um, no, yeah, but that's exactly it. And I mean, without a walkthrough, how would you ever know that that's what you're supposed to do? Without a walkthrough, how would you know that you can wait for Shadow on the fucking island? Yeah, um, that was another yeah. one. My sister never beat uh, the game because of, because of that. She did not wait for Shadow and then found out later on that she could wait for Shadow. And she's like, well, I'm not playing this game again. I guess yeah. I'm just never going to beat it. <laughs> well, and I mean, the other thing is, as a kid, I... I didn't understand the stat building mechanics. Oh right, with I don't the know that I and all that. Yeah, I don't know that I still really do. Like some people grasp that really well, but I was ten or whatever, and I was like, "Oh, this one's cool. I want to use this one. I'm gonna go fight stuff," and it worked until it didn't. <laughs> well, it was also weird because, like, the like you said, there was a stat bonus. So for anyone that never played six, it was like if you have an Esper equipped and you level up you get the bonus yeah. that the Esper yes. gives you. So, for example, it was like plus 10% mana points on every level up if you had, let's say, Shiva, the Esper. And Shiva had a lot of like really simple skills that you could learn within 10, or 10 fights. Yeah. And it's like, who wants to keep that when you want to go put on Ifrit and get the, the fire skills too or something so yeah you know a lot of those things you weren't really thinking about and then like you said Tom there's min maxing where it could be like all right I'm about to level up and I'm trying to get my magic power to 99 so I'm gonna de-equip this esper for this battle and then re-equip the the one I want you know when I do level up so like there's got to be a lot the, of weird stuff so I personally we never use that and yeah, we were 10 exactly. years old yes you know <laughs> Games need to be catered to 10-year-olds more. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, I'll just say, I am I have spent 33 years on this Earth, and I still don't understand the fucking Zodiac system from Final Fantasy Tactics. That yeah. system oh, is yeah, so deep. And I have, like, the official... Primo's official strategy guide, and I've, I've like, read walkthroughs, and I'm like, I still don't get it, man. Yeah. I barely get the Brave Faith system. That one's easy. More brave, you hit things harder. More faith, you you cast magic harder. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> but yeah, it also impacts your healing. So like, if you have low faith, you don't get as much healing. Yeah, because spells. you don't believe, you don't have enough faith that the magic is going to heal you. You, you just got healed. Shouldn't you fucking be a believer automatically? <laughs> I think it makes your faith magic, go up, though. <laughs> I think it does. My favorite part oh. of the brave face system, though, is that if your brave gets too low, your character turns into a chicken. Turns into a chicken. And if your Hell faith yeah. gets too high, your char the character will automatically leave your team and be like, "I'm going on a pilgrimage. Goodbye." Oh God, that's real. Never happened to me. That's real. Never happened to me, but I did know that. Yeah. It's and time to. This little chicken spell. I'm Straight. going to find Jesus. Goodbye. I am Jesus Christ. It's. <laughs> yeah, there. It was an interesting system in that game. Um, interesting, yeah. But yeah, I I think just a lot of games. Um, it got very hard, especially the JRPGs. By the time you get to like that final boss, so like Wild Arms is one I remember a lot. The original Wild Arms, um, because you. Spoiler alert: There's like a random alien spaceship that you're in at the end, and everything's real fucking hard. <laughs> Uh, and I was also, like, maybe 12 at the time I'm playing this, and 
you have the same three characters the whole time. You're leveling up all the same stuff, but you just get into those long, protracted battles where you have to have an, a deep understanding of weaknesses and trade-offs and statuses and all this stuff. And when you're 12 and you don't have a strategy guide, it's not there, man. I I think that's like... I think that's an interesting thing that's kind of happened with all games, but RPGs in particular, I feel like older games were paced much better, where like you didn't have to grind, you know? You could just go through at your own pace, and maybe something would be a little more difficult, but then it's like, oh, let me gain one or two levels, and then you're fine. Whereas, I I don't know, my biggest example is everyone's favorite Final Fantasy XIII, where uh, like if you didn't max out your... What's the system called? Like, crystal area. Oh. Um, <laughs> if you didn't max it out and like you got to the end of the chapter, the boss would just like wipe the floor with you. That's stupid. But if you That's... if you went, you know, if you went through and just kind of didn't max out your thing, you'd have to go back and grind to finish it. Yeah. To stand a chance to advance in the game, which I don't know, man. Not the best I, Final I, Fantasy. I, I think there was too much in that era of gaming that was getting taken from, like, the World of Warcraft MMO model, which was basically just saying, like, if you don't find the exact timing and do everything exactly right, then you're fucked. And I, I don't think games should be like that. I think that if you want to have a good game, it should have room for creative problem solving and not just one narrow way of beating something that you have to learn through trial and error. Like, I think that's why I don't like dark souls that much because you will die. Sure. And you do learn your way through to like that problem solving, but it's a narrow solution and it doesn't allow for that creative aspect. Right. Um, and it's kind of the same thing in those MMOs. Like when you do those raid bosses and stuff, It'll be like, okay, uh, we all have to stand on this platform, and uh, the little platform is going to break, and you have to go through 16 shields, and on the 17th shield, you have to wait, and you have to cast the heals. And it's like, I don't, I don't want a build order for, like, fun, you know? Like, that's, I think that's my problem with RTSs, too. Like, there's so much optimization that things go through and that people get to, and then it's made public and then there's an optimal way of doing things. And then the creative part of the creative problem solving is gone. It's just, there's an optimal build. And if you're smart enough, maybe you can find a more optimal way of doing things. That's but for the most part, it's, it's building. That's react. like any competitive game though. Really? Like that's part of why I stopped playing Hearthstone. Also, yeah. like, expansions kept coming out and were expensive, and I was like, I'm too poor for this. Also, not having fun anymore. But, yeah. like, when the beta came out, I had so much fun playing that game, and I was pretty good at it, because I was unemployed and had a broken leg, and I was like, all I'm gonna do is play Hearthstone. I didn't have a broken leg, but I was, um, I was, I was bedridden after some surgery. So that was, like, the perfect game for me to play. And then I just remember, like, going back to it a while later and being like, my decks used to be good, but uh, where my game gone? Oh, wow, <laughs> wow. I'm uh, yeah. I'm I agree, Tom, in the sense that I get really frustrated when like games get to a point where, especially competitive, like, competitive games like that, where there is that optimal way to play. Because like 
I personally love, like, I know this about myself. I love discovery mm-hmm. and, like, learning myself. It's a great Daft Punk and if album. I could just go, <laughs> yeah, it's a great, da- it is a great Daft Punk album. But uh, if I just go, if I just go, like, onto a game, I can start to learn, like, oh, okay, I do this and that, and that gets a little bit better, and I like doing that. But if you just go online, you can find someone who's like, yeah, the best options for you to, like, start with eight probes and then build a pylon, and then you want to build your gateway at 12. But if you do 11, you could time it a little bit different. I find it really cool, because, like, if you watch someone who's so mechanically perfect and, like, has really thought out their strategy, it is really impressive. It's not enjoyable for me just to outright steal and copy what they did, thinking that's the optimal way. So, like, my first, or my favorite year of StarCraft was that first, like, year or so where like nobody knew the best strategy and then like there was really cool strategies came out like mass reaper was really cool i was about to say so, we knew the best strategies uh like tom's was build barracks before supply depot mine was build one <laughs> supply roaches and yours was probably uh build centuries because man you remember early centuries oh, beta centuries so good Woo. <laughs> Especially if you were able to click fast enough and do the four force fields around their army and squish them into a little, like... A pile. A little pile of units, yeah. So much fun. Such a fun time. But yeah, and then things change, and then strategies change. Yeah, the the optimization kind of sucks the fun out of games, because everyone wants to be competitive. Man, I just want to have fun with my friends. Yep. Well, and that's why, like, like... I don't like if a game is so hard that you, like not competitive. I'm talking like an art uh, a RPG or something. Like the game is so hard that the only way to win is to like optimize things. Like I want to be able to make the character who's traditionally going towards like a speedy kind of character, like a thief. I want to make him a like a really strong magic caster, and like I want to make him more like a spell ca- caster than using any of his you know, stealing or fast speed ability. Like, that's just kind of how I do that stuff. But if the game's so hard that I have to, like, go with the optimal play in a non-competitive game, I think that's ridiculously, like, dumb. Like, that just doesn't make any sense. Well, and I'll throw it to the tabletop, too, because I think you guys have both played, like, D&D or D&D similar kind of games. And what I actually like is that there are a lot of builds essentially that you can pursue for optimization if you go on the wizards of the coast forums for D, there are tons of threads for like any class it's just like these are your optimal skills these are the ones you should completely ignore yada 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 and it's like well yeah that's true if you're gonna go for like just straight combat mid maxing yeah yeah but with a game like that, there's a lot of creative flexibility, too, if you're playing with the, the right people. Could be playing Superhero Man, and one of my favorite things that ever happened was I built a character that was super tanky, Warforged, very heavy, uh, could have, like, an AC of 23, and, like, almost nothing would pierce his armor. He fell in a hole. He's very heavy. We spent, like, an hour trying to get him out of the pit. You know? It's like it's little things like that that add that creative element and really make it memorable. Like who else remembers falling into a hole and like having to get out of it in in a game when something like that happens? So, you know, min-maxing can play in different ways when you have that creative flexibility. And I think video games are still catching up in some of that regard um because obviously when you're playing D&D, you have a whole lot of like 
you know, you can mold things as they go and you can think outside of the box, you know, you don't just have the, the programming running things. But um, I think that's the next kind of big thing to look out for is more of that and, and trying to incorporate that. Because I agree with you, Fleming, that sense of discovery and whether it's discovering new things in a story or discovering a new way of doing things or thinking about things to do a challenge, that's where I get a lot of fun in my games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the the best most memorable like i'll go back to competitive here the best most memorable competitive moments is someone really thought outside the box and came up with a strategy that no one thought would ever work and the one that comes to mind first for me um is uh bisu in starcraft in 2006 i believe it was when he came up with the idea of well i can go with these very expensive only shoot air units corsairs the corsairs And I can make this, you know, with speed, the zealots, and together, those are going to lead to a really strong attack. And up to that moment, no one had ever thought, oh, you can fast expand as Protoss, play super defensive, but then immediately reverse to, like, a very speedy, fast mobile build. And, you know, the best Zerg in the world, and the best player at the time in the world, fell apart and lost, like, I think it was 4-0, but I, I, don't, I don't know if it was, like, 3-0 or 4-0. Because I don't remember if it was a best of five or seven, but just like absolutely destroyed him, and he he couldn't figure out how to stop it. Like that is so cool to me when people think outside the box. So like, it gets harder as games get more and more fleshed out competitively, um, you know, competitive games. But when people do find those things, it is really cool. Um, it's just it becomes less and less frequent as a game gets more and more discovered. Yeah, top level, if your game is a good game, people will continue to find new counters and strategies at that top level, which is really cool. I think for the more newbie of us, meaning myself, you're going to get you're going to get beaten by published strats, which kind of stinks. But yeah, exactly. Like you you're mechanically not strong enough to start exploring outside the box and it's just best for you to follow the mechanics that someone else has like already said this is how most games kind of play out. So And I'm just gonna throw out one uh, other thing. Uh I played a little bit of like Madden Ultimate Team uh over the break because I felt like it they had a challenge where you could get uh Nickelodeon valuable player Mitchell Trubisky, which is hilarious oh, to perfect. me. Perfect. Yes. So uh I did that and then I was just playing it for a little bit. So I was like, uh, I put together a decent team. Let me just try the online mode for one game. It pitted me against a guy who had such an advantage in terms of like the players that he had. He had like every like maxed out player that you can have in that game. They were able to get around all of my blockers right away and sack my quarterback in like half a second. They were able to cover all of my guys, force fumbles immediately, get interceptions. Like I had through like eight interceptions. All right. You guys know I play a lot of Madden. Like it's it was ridiculous. And I'm just like, why? Like, why are you why is this the matchmaking that you've done where you've put someone at this level against someone at this level? Like, it doesn't make sense. So keep your keep your yeah. matchmaking fair. Welcome to playing well, competitive games like... with Fleming. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, what's weird to me in that case, Tom, is simply that like let's say your team overall was like rated as like a seventy-five. Why do they put you against a ninety-nine yeah. or something like that? That's that what, that's doesn't a, make any sense. And, to me. and you could tell like 
you, you know, you can see the players' names that he has. Yeah. And, like, they all had, like, 99 Club on the back of their helmet. It's like, yeah. okay, so, like, I'm in 85, 87. <clears throat> like, why? Should've, That's you where you bring out Marty the, Douchebag. You should have been you the 69 Club. If I had him, four more years of Douchebag. Nice. Hey. Yeah, you need your, uh, nice indeed. your super overweight running back. Yeah, where was your team of atomic supermen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're only in my single-player offline franchise, sadly. So. <sighs> Yeah, I, I started a new one, though, so I'm, I'm having a little bit of fun nice. with that. I mean... But I'll wait till the game becomes five bucks. Yeah, the, yeah that's my choice. I've never really... Honestly, I would just wait for next year. Yeah, I've never yeah. really played, like, any of the WWE games online, because I don't, I don't care to. I'm not, like, a... I'm not super competitive. Everyone always makes the same dude. It's always a super buff jack, like, super jack dude covered in, like, tribal tattoos with long <laughs> black hair and, like, a Jason mask. And I'm like, everyone just makes the or like Goku. <laughs> and I'm like, yep. guys, please be more creative. One of my favorites was someone made Skeeter from Doug once. <laughs> I was like, that's it. That's, awesome. that's the one. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Wow. Oh, they should have made like the Doug theme song his music to come out to. I think I think there was a Monster Factory where they made um Gritty as well. But they didn't call him Gritty because, you know, copyright. So I think they called him Sweet Gene. Sweet Gene. <laughs> I like uh, Dwayne the Pebble Johnson. I always like that one. Oh, yes, and Snack Brath, who is Zach Brath, <laughs> but idealized. That's right. Yeah, I, I can't imagine that as a competitive online game. Oh, me That's, neither. Re- wrestling itself is such a like, it's, pageantry. It's fixed. <laughs> like, yeah. It's it's theater. Like, how do you... <laughs> How do you make theater competitive? <laughs> I don't know. Let's get Lynn Manuel Miranda on the horn and see if we can get it figured out. Ooh. Someone's got the line, you got the black phone that goes right to him. I wish. <laughs> I don't know if we've ever brought this up on the podcast before, Tom. Back in fucking like 2009, when we were in college, I dabble in professional wrestling, as has been mentioned before. Now is about the season when I start to get back into it, because WrestleMania season's coming up. But uh, Tom came over to my apartment, and there's a wrestler named Seamus, who is a very pasty Irishman with red hair. But uh, someone had a sign that just said, Seamus. And that was like 10 years ago. He's still active, and I, 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 I still yeah. think about that every time he comes on screen. I'm like, ah, oh, Seamus. I think about that every time I think about wrestling. I also think about the fact that we didn't understand it for a good multiple hours, if not days. <laughs> And then one day just went, oh, like anus. Uh, That's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I'm surprised I, uh, people don't really bring signs to wrestling shows that much anymore, which is, which is a shame, but I have seen a lot of signs at AEW, which is the more like, you know, it's the alternative wrestling company right now. A lot of signs about like, release mother three or remake golden sun just like <laughs> all these signs about like remaking or re-releasing like classic rpgs and i'm like why is this the target audience what is happening <laughs> i i love the intersection of gaming culture and like wrestling culture and and even like some sports culture like a lot of athletes now have a lot of like gaming stuff or like anime stuff like miles garrett from the browns had like during his draft process was wearing a bunch of like Dragon Ball Z shirts and stuff and is super into like anime and stuff. So it's it's a lot like cooler to have those things intersect, which is which is neat. 
Um, I, I actually really liked, I, I think I told you Pinto, I was, uh, on a work trip and just had a, you know, a little bit of a layover before getting on my flight home. And I happened to watch wrestling that night and the new day came out and they were in power ranger costumes. Oh yeah. One was of that which was white ranger and one was green ranger. And I was like, this is awesome. Was that right after <laughs> the unfortunate passing of JDF? Uh, it may have been, uh, I think it was a good couple weeks, but, um, it was after that time for sure, but it was very cool. It was a cool intersection, uh, of cultures and I was there for it and I enjoyed it and I thought it was entertaining in, so, in the, uh, you, the, the brief movie. resurrection of G4 TV, which, uh, rip again, already died. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Xavier Woods from the new day was like a host on, like almost all of their shows oh, cool. he has a very successful youtube channel called up up down down it's all gaming stuff he's a gigantic nerd and also he has a phd i don't remember in what but he's got one phd in body slams bitches i know a lot of people with phds now i'm not one of them but that's fine nor i <laughs> no one on this podcast has a phd for the record nope but I do want to buy a shirt that says I have a PhD, <laughs> just because. Oh, come on, you, I knew you were going I, there. Yep, I was just thinking that too. I was literally just thinking of the same joke, and I held myself back from it. But I'm glad that you didn't. I no, that's I. I was not making a dick joke. I just wanted want to have a shirt that says I have a PhD, so people will be like, "In what?" I'll be like, "I don't really." I'm going to make the joke after the podcast. I'm going to wait for it until the podcast is done to make the joke. And I'm and I'm thinking of a an event where you wore a shirt and then got a a lot of questions. So Oh, yes. Yes, we'll discuss we'll discuss that one offline as well. Um all right guys, we're rambling and we're we want to avoid the ramble cast as we hit 1 hour. Uh so I'm going to end it unless there's something very important to say. I have to pee, so cool. let's end it. Yeah, let's end it. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. Check us out on uh, joypadpod.com. You'll find a link tree there with our Twitter, Facebook, and all those other things. Catch us on YouTube as well. We do have Facebook. So there's still a bunch of games we have to finish, guys. Now that I have the normal I working hours, we'll have to get back into oh, that. We will have to get back to it. I am we Jesus have uh, zip lines that need to be built. Yeah. Um, yeah, we do. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you again in another day, another time, another cast. Tom, end it as you see fit. Always try before you buy with games. And if you have a PhD, you're smarter than me. Also, um, I might have a PhD, and I'm not going to tell you what that means, but I'll tell the boys later. Stay joyful. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. Bye.